Hi there, and welcome back to Health Pods. This is Maggie. And this is Ryan. And today we're here with Allie Perrin and Kyle Pilachowski, two graduates of the BC class of 2020 and former wellness coaches. Hi, Allie. Hi, Kyle. Hi. Hi, Hi Ryan. This is going to be fun. I'm uh, excited. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us today. We wanted to talk about you know, life and post-grad in this very interesting season um, and kind of your transition from being so involved with wellness coaching and what you've taken away from that time here in OHP to your career in young adulthood. I am in New York. I moved here in the fall. Um, I live with one of my dear friends from BC and I work as a clinical research coordinator at the Center for Personalized Health at Lenox Hill Hospital. And similar to Allie, I also moved in the fall, but I'm still in Boston, uh, living in the back bay. For anyone who knows the footbridge that goes from near the public gardens over to the Esplanade, I'm like right across the street from that. It's a really cool location. Uh, currently in a three bed with with two other roommates, uh, both working full time. It's a great setup. And I am doing uh, software investment making for a boutique firm called Shane Company in downtown Boston. We're going to have to get into both of those things. Why don't we start with Allie? Tell us a little bit, what does um, your research mean? Uh, so what we're looking at at the Center for Personalized Health, or specifically my team, is just like a new model of conducting clinical research where it's more focused on the individual. Um, so like kind of most broadly in a normal clinical trial, if I'm like developing Advil, I give it to a thousand people. If 500 people say, yes, it works, then like, there you go, it's on the market. Mm -hmm. But for the other 500 people for whom it either didn't do anything or didn't, might've even hurt them, uh, they're kind of forgotten. So the idea that we're working off of is trying to try a couple different treatments per person until we find the one that works for every single person who's involved. And Kyle, can you give us a quick little rundown of what it is you do day to day? Uh, yeah. So at Shane Company, we focus strictly on enterprise software and business to business companies. So basically, we act as a strategic or financial advisor for companies either looking to sell themselves for private equity clients who want to buy a company or also just other companies looking to raise capital, so called capital raising. So it's sell side merger and acquisitions, buy side mergers and acquisitions, or capital raise. Great. Thank you. Um, and I'm sure there will be many lessons taken from your time here to those positions. But Ali, you're still in the healthcare field. Is that something that might have been a little bit inspired by your time spent here or things maybe you took from your wellness coaching years. To yeah, I mean, personalized healthcare, I'm just hearing echoes of the personalized approach that we take to wellness coaching. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. Um, yes, actually, wellness coaching was one of the best things that I did at BC. I loved it very much. It was so um, special and meaningful to be able to spend time with other students um, like in that setting. And that is something that's been a big part of my journey towards healthcare. Um, having spent three years with OHP and loving all of it was very affirming in terms of what I wanted to do. So now that I work in research, there are certain aspects of it that are similar when I work with the patients who are um, involved in my trials. So I think a lot of the experience that I got from just with working with peer student clients at OHP has been directly transferred, um, which 
was like really nice to have gained those skills while at OHP to already have them coming in. And then I also just think having been trained at OHP, like having the background in like a holistic take on medicine uh, has been really influential as I've gone into healthcare where people come at it through different paradigms, but this one really speaks to me, works well for me, and it works well for the people that I engage with, which is so exciting. Yeah, that's a that's such a cool point. Um, could you talk a little bit more about like the holistic versus what the other paradigm might be in health? Because I think that's like, that's a that's something that's growing a lot more. And even like in OHP, we've made a transition over the 10 years that we've had the office from like starting out there, we had posters that said like, eat this and don't eat that and eat an apple and don't eat a candy bar. And we've completely shifted the way that we talk about health um, in OHP to more of a holistic approach. So uh, I think that's really cool that you're doing that there. Could you talk a little bit more about those two different paradigms you were talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what it necessarily boils down to is finding a holistic approach to medicine, to medicine, to health Mm -hmm. means just finding the things that work best for you. So it's not like a don't eat this, don't eat that, because if something's your favorite food, then like rock on, eat it. Um, There's not really that much else that matters as long as like you're doing the things that feel good and like make most sense for you and make you happy. Um, So I think being with OHP for three years, like you mentioned, Ryan, like it's, it's, it's a learning curve for everyone. Like this is a new thing to be stepping into and we're all doing it at the same time. So even in those three years of being with OHP, it feels like um, as an institute we learned and then me as like a beneficiary of it learned as well. Uh, And then now that I'm, coming into contact with people who are coming from more like a traditional medicine background. I work with a lot of doctors, nurses, PhDs. Um, But those are the kinds of people like based on where I work who also are interested in the kind of holistic health mentality, but haven't been trained in it. That's really, really cool to having come in without like the strictly medical training that they do, but having this kind of model of health training that I do and then being able to come and meet and learn from each other um, gives a lot of ways to move forward with it. That's that's so exciting. I think, I think that's going to be the future. What do you see the future being like and what impact do you think that this personalized healthcare is going to have on the future of medicine? Great question. The dream would be for this to just be the future standard of care for yeah. medicine, like an integration of holistic healthcare health in the same way that we do at OHP, right? It's like, just find the things that make sense for you, that work for you, and then do them. Uh, and then keep trying things. And if they don't work, then they don't work. And then keep trying new things. And you're going to find the ones that work. Um, and it just makes so much sense for that to be the way that people are encouraged to live their lives. So hopefully that's what we'll get to. Mm. I would think, though, that there's a lot of trial and error that happens with that along I mean, and that's why you have to do the research, I guess. Um, and I guess that could be expensive. But yeah, that's that's the hope, right? That we reach a more nuanced and personalized form of healthcare. For sure. And Ali, you clearly have practical application of what you learned here and what you practice here every day. 
Um, Kyle, if you want to shed some more light on those more nuanced ways that you've transitioned your time here at BC to your daily life at work, even though you're just down the road, you're still in Boston, but living an entirely different life. <laughs> I am now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely a little bit different because like, like, as has been mentioned, I'm not in the medical field or healthcare field as of right now. Um, but I think a lot of the kind of meanings and that holistic approach really applies for example, like even just talking about sleep, we were joking about it before. Um, sometimes sleep is, is kind of a, a necessary sacrifice of the job. But I think that if you can frame it in a different way and realize that all that hard work late at night is going to pay off and that you can catch up some time or even just take a mental break, um, it's things like that, that that really do help kind of put things in perspective. And even just we we talked about like yeah even during finals periods like you're always studying but just taking those 10 minute breaks for every hour like just finding ways to keep you focused and keep you productive is extremely beneficial it's also i think nutrition it's it, it's always talked about like if you can't go to the gym some days if you're just working or if something comes up that you didn't plan on or maybe you want a cookie at 3 a.m or a bar of chocolate like it's it's okay. Everything kind of balances out. And I think that's, that's really where OHP has shifted and really where I, I definitely gain a lot of value in terms of not kind of worrying about every little thing. Like I said, it is, it's, it's all about balance. If some days you might not get enough sleep, other days you're going to get more. Some days you're going to eat right in terms of whatever is right for you. And other days you're just going to, going to, going to want to eat whatever's in front of you and things like that, that I think that kind of not worrying about the little things, but just overall thinking about yourself in the broader picture really, really helps um, keep, keep you in the right mind, mindset. Yeah, and Kyle, so outside of work, I know that you've been, uh, you've been training for an Ironman, and could you give us an update on the, how that's going? Because I know that you were training for one that I'm assuming got canceled because of yeah. COVID. Um, yeah, so how, how's that going? outside of work yeah so it's been tough especially because the gyms have been closed um since december 16th they just opened last week but it's now currently scheduled for july 25th um it's still up in lake placid and i think it actually helps because a lot of things that that i see in the job and even at even in ohp it was all about a team effort and my sister is the one who uh was also training with me last year initially in may and then pushed back to july but now my mother has decided to race it as well wow so we're all training um we all kind of have a have a set plan some days it gets hit other day, it, days it does not but yeah right now it's just trying to stay stay motivated to keep going because we're on like day 500 of training from when we first signed up wow that is um that's it that's a huge accomplishment in itself but <laughs> yeah. thank that, you yeah Thanks. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I'm really just happy that, that my mom's gonna do it too. Uh, and my dad, he's, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be supportive. Um, he's like no way. <laughs> no, so, so the thing is, he actually used to do triathlons. Okay. He was, he was big into them. When my parents met, he was actually, they met in a pool. Um, shockingly enough, <laughs> throw it back to swimming. But yeah, so they actually met in a pool. He was training for for one of the sprint tries. But with his knees right now, um, he can still bike. He'll go on all the training rides with my mom's. We'll, we'll go on bike rides together. But in terms of just doing the entire 
uh, Iron Man, I don't think it would be would be um, not necessarily possible, but more just the best thing for for his knees and for his health. But yeah, how are you balancing like your training schedule with making sure that you're not physically pushing yourself? Like obviously you're young, you're what twenty two, like you'll be fine. But years down the road, I feel like you have to think ahead when you're training for that long. Yeah, so I was working up and I was actually doing like four or five hour workouts on 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 some weekends. Um, and then also was running significantly well over a marathon like each week. Um, but I actually have, have some slight knee and hip problems right now. So I think for me, it's more just about kind of taking this time where I'm busy with work and just kind of doing what I can to just maintain a solid base. Um, so I think it's, it's just like, if I feel pain, I'm going to stop. And that's kind of where the holistic approach comes in. Like, it's okay. If I don't, if I have a half marathon run, if I only do eight of those 13 miles, like it's going to be okay. I'm still going to be able to complete the, the, the Ironman. My sister and I both want to qualify for Kona, which is the world championships Ironman. But we recognize that we're both working full time. It, it, it's going to be hard. We don't want to put too much stress on our bodies. So I think it's more just about just just doing what feels right and like i said if if you don't go to the gym someday like it's going to be okay you can still run the next day good healthy mindset yeah <laughs> so i'd be interested to hear more about kind of balancing your work and the rest of your life um maybe we could jump back to ali and just talk about what's it been like how has it been maybe different from being a senior in college now living in new york and being a badass business lady um like how is that how has that been different and then how are you um trying to like find balance uh in that lifestyle now that's a great question it's definitely a huge change going from when you're at school and you're like in five different classes which all talk about vastly different things and you're also maybe working and you're in like a couple clubs and you are doing these things with your friends um there's so much going on, but it's all different, which makes it feel exciting. Even if there's like an overwhelming aspect, there's also like you get to move around and do different things. Switching to working where at, for at least eight hours a day, you're focusing on one thing that's like, pretty continuous. And then there's a big shift to whatever time you clock out, then everything's different and it's like it's zero to 100 or like 100 to zero something like that whatever um which can kind of feel weird because then it's like you close the computer and it's like okay now what and for a little bit I think when I started I, I started feeling like I work until I close my computer and then like I get up to run before it gets too dark and then I go to the grocery store before it closes and then I like cook my dinner before it gets too late and like it's just trying to like knock things off the list and then you like go to bed and then you do the same thing um but what's nice about at least like my job is that when I work over I get to more or less choose like what days that happens so I'll have some days where I close my computer at five and then other days where I don't, but I get the flexibility to decide what days those may be. So I still get a little bit of an ability to frame what my after work times look like, which is really nice because then I can 
like plan ahead and like put in an effort to like go meet up with friends to like go eat dinner outside um or I know like what days I will still have time to run um and so it's definitely a big adjustment going from like having like 57 things on your google calendar for one day to having like three um in a way that first made me feel just like so weird to spend just like these such longer chunks of time only focusing on one thing at a time um but then what's nice about that is that you get to like really dive in and put more attention into each thing that was kind of rambling about like the balance of how much time you're spending something but really allowing yourself to put attention on it because I think we talk about plenty I mean here BC kids tend to over-involve themselves and usually it's because it's things you're interested in and it's things you like but like are you giving 100% of yourself to every single thing probably not (laughs) yeah and and I think that like there's like Ali was saying like there's a necessary part of like splitting yourself to all these different things but I think it's very easy to feel scattered in that Um, but it's interesting to hear that perspective Kyle how are you um, maintaining a like job and being a world-class uh iron man <laughs> that sounds very difficult How is that? Yeah. <laughs> thank you ryan um wouldn't wouldn't characterize that by any means it's more just the goal is completion at this point <laughs> but um so yeah it's 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 definitely it's definitely meant difficult um <sighs> i don't know i would say having that like having that team aspect is 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 what really drives me um and and really keeps me motivated it's one of the harder things about not being in the office either so i've been working from home now since august i don't see it changing we're hoping when the interns come in in june we'll be back in but even then it's still kind of seeming a little bit unlikely um so i guess the work-life balance is is kind of just for me it's it's finding time where I can fit it in. So for example, um, I don't usually start before 8 a.m. any day. Um, some days it, it might kind of last through the night and I might have to go to bed uh, late in the morning and then get up like 8.39. But then other times, if I can go to bed at midnight, 1 a.m., hopefully I can get up in the morning and, and get a run in. But if that doesn't happen, maybe there's some time later at night that I could go. Um, I've actually also transitioned. So in college, it was a big thing like, oh, you should do cardio in the morning and or years ago. It was like, oh, cardio in the morning, lift at night. Like you shouldn't do cardio at night, which is kind of counterintuitive because I've also found that night runs are way better now. It's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, I kind of enjoy just going out and just clearing my brain. So I think mean, it's for, for me, it's about kind of just finding finding time and also making the time for 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 what I need, especially because I know that sometimes if i if i focus a lot on work for 5 hours and i don't do anything else i'm not going to be as productive as night whereas if i get a 20 30 minute walk or run in and clear my brain then i can go back to it yeah that's excellent perspective i think you're really aware of what you and your body needs and what your mind needs i do like see ryan's sleep coach wheels turning and he's calculating the hours of how much you're sleeping it sounds like not quite so much but I do think that's interesting that like you know that you need to exercise every day to make sure that like you're fully functional whereas some people need to sleep like eight nine ten hours a day to make sure they're fully functional I think there's a point that Kyle made about having a team in his 
Ironman training that's important and increasingly rare now. Uh, could you guys talk about what's it been like to now be out of school where you don't just have a bunch of friends who are living right next to you in a dorm or residence hall? And I would imagine it's a little bit more difficult to find that sense of team, especially because um, you guys are both working remote. So how's that going? How's it been trying to have some community or friends post-grad? I can jump in for people who are heading towards graduation, perhaps, and we all know it's job hunt stuff sucks. Um, but one thing that um, is an aspect that I don't think has had so much importance and doesn't tend to have importance for people our age and in the past hasn't had as much importance as it does now um, is like meeting your colleagues. Um, if that's something that we're like looking for, like as you're applying to jobs, it has been really astounding, like working, starting a new job remotely in a new city. I have a lot of meetings. Um, but it's really, really good because I know all of my coworkers, like, by face. I talk to them all the time. Like, we know what's going on. People are able to offer help. So in that way, I've been really lucky with that working out. And then I've also been really lucky that a decent number of my very good friends from D.C. are in the city with me. I have the joy of living with one of them. Um, and it's certainly trickier to navigate in the pandemic than in normal times um but what's nice about being in the city is there are lots of options of things to do so it's it, it's easy to like find ways to still be like safe and responsible while seeing people um so I've looked at it in two regards is like having people around and then like the way that my job functions um but it's just been about the like having to kind of bite the bullet of like the parts that are really tough so that you can get to the parts that are really good. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Kyle? We've talked about in your personal life, but are you working with teams professionally? Do you feel like you're connected to your coworkers? Yeah, so my my coworkers for sure, like I said, it, it's hard to be in the office. And I also, for those who don't know, didn't actually intern here. So the typical route is you intern at a bank or uh, somewhere in the finance field, then you, you'll return there post-grad. Uh, I actually was in New York last summer, so now I'm in Boston working for a different firm. And all of the interns who are now first-year analysts like myself worked here last summer. So I think that that was something that I was really worried about coming in, was that I wasn't going to have that team atmosphere. I was going to be kind of on the outskirts, people didn't know if I was even going to be good at the job. Hell, I don't even know if I am. But it's things like that that um, people are extremely willing always, always helpful. There's, there's one, one analyst I, I work with almost daily and he'll honestly just call me two, three times a week just to check in. Um, and it's things like hopping on video or even calling rather than sending a message over Slack, especially because I think we all, um, if you haven't experienced it, you will get PTSD from that Slack sound in like 20 years. But it's, 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 it's certainly interesting because I think COVID has also shown and quarantine even has shown that we can do so much work from home, but you can still really feel bonded to the team. One of the things I think is, is hard is that, like Ali was talking about, you can't really go out because of the pandemic. So it's hard to build collaborative teams outside of the office. In terms of work, it's great. 
Um, but I think like just having, even taking those mental breaks to celebrate a deal that you were just on, or maybe a pitch that she won, um, that, that doesn't really come around too often. And I think that, that we're definitely trying to, to find ways to do that. But then in terms of also socially too, I think going to the gym, uh, when I can get there is, is, is just a big, like a, like a big kind of mental break for me. And also I've made some, some, some friends there. Uh, there's like a, there's like five or 10 of us that, that will go early in the morning, especially in the pool. Um, not many people are swimming right now. And so we kind of just go whenever we can, uh, things like that. So not even like having close friends like that, but just seeing people that you know. And then obviously Boston has a pretty big BC, BC grad population. And I'm also living with a, a, also another 2020 BC grad. So. That's great. Yeah. And we've talked a lot today, I feel like, about your transition from a student to a full-time professional. But if we could dive a little bit into what you feel have been some personal transitions, or instead of talking about transition, but instead like transformation, how has your time in college and now as a young professional maybe changed your perspective on things? How has some of the lessons of of gas and basement maybe changed your perspective on some things. Um, talking a little bit about that more personal transitions. Something that I heard or like we all hear a lot when we're students at BC is people are like, over involvement, slow down, like don't worry about it. Um, which is so hard to believe like when you're in it and it's certainly not something I believe like I was not about to slow down um because it always just feels like there's like another thing to do like another step to where you want to be not even in, in necessarily a self-serving way I think a lot of BC people are just like these are the things that need to get done so I can be where I need to be not like so that I can whatever like make however much money um so it feels like there's this pressure of like you can't rest until you get there because like until a certain point it's not it's not like for you yet um, and now that I've started not being at school, I really, really like fully just slow down. Um, because I'm, I'm still like on this, I don't know what I want to do next. I know I need to go back to school, maybe probably. So I need to do it soon, but I don't know what kind of school it is. Um, so as I've been trying to like speak with my colleagues to hear about their paths and learn what they've done and learn more about their journeys. Um, every single person is like this is what I did in college I thought I wanted to do this then I started working and it became this and now it's eight years later and I'm studying this and I love it so much and I'm never going back and it just turns out that these paths that we think conclude in the next four years after graduation when you've like worked for a little bit got back to school and now you're working again it's like fully non-existent it's just like you take your time and slowly 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 whittle away the things that aren't working so that you can get the thing that is working the most and it's totally fine for those answers not to come with you not to come to you when you're in college not to come to you like five years out of college you still might not know um that's been huge that's been like hard for me to work on uh because it feels like kind of scary to like let go of the reins and be like i just need time to figure it out but that's exactly what it is like it's just time that you need to figure it out <laughs> I like that you're clearly giving yourself a lot of grace while you figure out what it is you want to do, um, which I think is really healthy and impressive for still just like six months or what is it, like six, eight She's months. So wise. Of grad. so wise, such wisdom. 
Kyle, can you uh, follow that up? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think kind of along those same lines, it's just, it's just having the time. Um, I don't think like Allie is going back to school has crossed my mind, nor with a lot of people. I don't plan on, on ever going to graduate school. Um, I'm very happy with the undergraduate business education I got from BC. Shout out to CSOM. But, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but no, I think that like, there's so many things that, that we hear in school and that you kind of just take as, that should be taken as a grain of salt, but that are kind of implanted into your mind. And like, okay, so for my typical field, it's out oh, two years, you grind hard as an analyst, wherever you end up, and then you go straight to the private equity route. Or even as soon as you're in the business field, you have to be completely professional. Um, like you have to get the biggest deals. And then even as an intern, it was, you have to go to a bullish bracket, which is one of the four large banks. Like you can't go anywhere else. Or you're not going to be successful. And just hearing about these things and realizing that it's just not true. It just comes with time after graduation. Like, do I see myself leaving? No, I don't. I really like the, love the job. I love what I do. But I think it's just having that, having that experience that, that can help you kind of transition because the reality is you're never, like you always hear so many mixed things, but it just takes time for you to experience what you do like. For example, I thought two summers ago that I wanted to, go into fixed income trading so for example government bonds or you combine it's a real estate investment trust so you combine all mortgages into one large package per se kind of what happened with the 2008 crisis but like that's something that I didn't want and then after last summer it was similar numbers that I wanted but I also wanted more of a qualitative aspect so there's things like that, that I think that it's only going to be that experience that that's going to help you out. And you don't have to have everything put together your sophomore, junior, even senior year of college, even a year, two years out of graduation, things can always change. Other opportunities are going to come. And it really just is all about what, what makes you happy and what you enjoy doing. So yes, some days it feels like you are going to go to work, but other days it's, oh, okay, I work, but it's not really a job. Sounds like you guys have really chosen fields that are fulfilling for you, which is great to hear because it sounds like you're a lot happier than you would be if you didn't enjoy the amount of time that you were working every day. Um, and speaking of enjoyment, what are like little, a little joy that you guys have found um, in your life that you just dedicate yourself to, like whether it's taking time to journal, you're reading a hundred books this year, you meditate, whatever. What's a little, a little fun thing that you do just for you to bring joy into your life? I mean, I definitely have one thing. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big candle guy. So I have a candle next to my desk and I'm still living in the Christmas spirit because we are currently burning Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> candy Cane Lane. Really good. Also similar to the North Pole from Yankee Candle. Um, but I was told that they have carcinogens, so I might need to look into some other candles. All right. <laughs> but the scents are amazing. Also, fun fact for anyone looking into French vanilla, Yankee Candle stopped selling French vanilla candles in the continental United States. You can only get them up in Canada. So that is so good to know. Did you go to Canada? <laughs> no, I did not. Someday. Someday I'll, I'll fly up there. <laughs> I love that. That's such a great little joy, Kyle. Alexandra? Um, one thing that I have enjoyed doing is that. Um, in the mornings, I used to, like, try to 
like boom, boom, get things done before starting work or like try to get as much sleep as possible, like sleep until the last possible moment and then like brush your teeth and like get for work. What I've started doing, which I so, so enjoy is um, getting up, like giving myself like 45, 30, 45 minutes in the morning to just like take it chill. So I like get up slowly, like, get the tea ready or like put a pot of coffee on then like get, I'm like in but I do Sudoku or like I'm reading or I do like the New York Times mini um this is my little coffee by the window and it's just it's just really really nice to make the start of the day not so like I have to get things done before I get to class which is like what I did at school um but just to take like a little bit of time to just vibe out <laughs> Huh. And to do very- something that you enjoy and that like warms you into the day um, has made a huge difference for like getting into a new day for me. That's great. Thank you. All right. So I don't know if you guys know, but Health Pods has a very large audience here at Boston College. And we have a lot of influence on our undergraduate community. And so we like to ask this question to our guests that if you had a billboard that you could put in the middle of campus, maybe you could put it on the side of Gasson or in the middle of the quad, and you could put one message on it to students at BC. Uh, what do you think that message would be? Health is a journey. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I'll, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, that's actually called plagiarism, so I won't do that. I'm gonna think <laughs> of another one, I promise. For those who don't know this also, I was a swim coach back in high school and my first year of college, uh, back in my home hometown. And every practice that I had, the six members, I would always give them a motivational quote. So I'm a big motivational quote guy. So I would just like put all of those on one of them. But uh, I, would, I would say also Soul Surfer was on either HBO Max or Netflix the other day. And Bethany Hamilton, uh, I don't need easy, I just need possible. I think that comes with a lot of kind of what we're going through now. For example, with, with the pandemic, I mean, with the current seniors, like I, I my, my heart honestly goes out to you guys because I, I know it hasn't been easy. I, I can really only imagine um, having, having th- three months of kind of what was taken away versus an entire year. It must be tough, but I think that that is not easy, but it definitely is possible. And kind of what can come out of this pandemic and, and the, the just kind of what it shows that, that we can, conquer in life is is really going to be uh, something special i like that that's great kyle i think for mine i would just say like have fun with it there's so much that's like stressful and scary and hard and like sad that just like tiny little moments of those that happen on the daily and then like bigger aspects of them um but sometimes those stressful things are exciting. And like, sometimes, I don't know, like the sadness is because something was really, really nice. Um, so just like taking the good bits that you can, cause it's like, there's always just like a little something fun to do with something like scary or like stressful. Um, so if you can just find those, then that's, that's the big happy out there. I think that's great. I think like everyone's gonna remember to like everyone's going to remember their schedule everyone's going to remember what they're supposed to worry about but they might need that reminder about 
being happy and having fun with it. Yeah, I think that um, the real things you remember, like maybe when you're a year out of school are not the Google Calendar or whatever meetings you have. It's like the things where you are having fun with it. Um, at least looking back a couple of years for myself, that's that's what I remember. So um, I think that's a that's a good place to wrap up this conversation. Really appreciate you guys uh, being on. Yeah, thank you. We've had such a a full conversation about you know journeys and transitions and and self care and it's nice to see that we'll we'll be where you are in in a few months. Um, the road looks bright. So thank you guys for joining us.